0: Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze Fruit-On-The-Go Pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out their best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Hello, everyone, ahead of the game against Leicester. Just thought I'd share a little bit of our subscribers' weekly show here on the usual feed. So, just a reminder, if you want to hear this in full, it's Patreon.com/slash the blue extra. Uh, we're going to have multiple shows every single day, uh, building up to and analysing Everton's games over the Christmas period. They're coming thick and fast, aren't they? Leicester, Arsenal, Manchester United, Sheffield United, Man City. Uh, a lot of big games coming up over the next few weeks. But here's a section from our Sums weekly show from Tuesday night. Myself, Dave Downey and Paddy Boylan from The Athletic where on it we spoke about a variety of different things. Went into a bit of deep detail with the Chelsea game and how Everton managed to get that result. But this bit is a little conversation we had about Richarlison who's having a little bit of a tough time at the moment in front of goalies and he had a poor game at the weekend and got involved in a bit of a penalty fracas uh, with Gilfie Sigurdsson. But we had a chat about him, what's changed this season and how he can potentially turn things around so enjoy that and a remind that if you want to listen to this show in full which was about an hour and 25 minutes long in the end it's patreon.com slash the blue room extra hope you enjoy this segment and hopefully we'll see you over on the blue room extra as well soon <laughs> just, just, just before we finish uh, off the one mega to come out the game at the weekend which sort of i was surprised wasn't picked up on straight away actually getting off the ground it sort of built up this uh, was Richarlison. So just, to, I mean, from what I've seen and what I've read, there's been some confusion over what what happened here. So in the stadium, what we saw was the, the first penalty, he wanted to take it, and Sigurdsson ended up taking it on the direction of the manager, and he was clearly in a mood about that. But Sigurdsson sticks the penalty away, Richarlison goes over and celebrates, jumps on everyone's back, and you just think, right, that's a, that's a striker, he wanted to score a goal. I've got no problem with that. It was fine. Didn't cause too much of an issue. He's clearly in a mood. You don't really want to see it, but, you know, you move past it. The second one, from what we could see, it looked as though Sigurdsson was going to give it to Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin gets the ball and then Angelotti shouts over saying, no, Sigurdsson, you take it. Then Sigurdsson gets hold of the ball and then Richarlison has his paddy and gets in Sigurdsson's face sort of head-to-head, nose-to-nose and is clearly saying, Something to him which he's unhappy about before Singleton's about to take this penalty, and then what followed after that obviously it wasn't given. But Carlo and Richarlison were going at each other for about five minutes on the sideline, culminating in Angelotti doing that signal with his hands saying, Well, do you want to come off then? And Richarlison sort of flung his arms up in the air and carried on playing. And, And after that, in fairness, his game was affected. He was, you know, defensively he was still putting an effort in, but when he got the ball, he was just sort of like stopping still with it. And being, slowing it down and just playing usual passes instead of being direct and, and dynamic. And Listen, I, 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 honest to God, on Saturday, I was livid with him doing that. To, to, I think to get in your teammate's face before they're about to take a penalty, a crucial penalty, after he'd just scored one and after the manager had said to him that he's taken it, I didn't like that at all. I thought he was totally, totally out of order to do that. And I understand that this is a player who wants to score a goal and you've got to... Except part of his game because he plays on the edge at times, that's totally understandable. But to do that, I thought was completely out of order. And I sort of hope that tweet he put out on on Sunday about "Good morning to everybody except the crybaby" was sort of about him, himself and sort of taking the mick out of himself a little bit. And he's realised he was out of order because listen, I, I love the bones of the lad. He's a wonderful player. He's made a big difference to us since coming back. But um, that side of it, Dave, and, and those antics, you can, you can bin off, as far as I'm concerned. Do not want to see that at all.
2: No, I've got no time for it. And i will probably be a lot more scared than you've been about this, Matt, to be honest with you, because it's, it's the body language he gives off when he approaches Sigurdsson. It's confrontational. He, puts, he almost puts his forehead right into Gilfie's face. And, you know, you, you talk about um, personalities like we have done in this show. wonder what he'd do if it was a different player who was stepping up for that. Maybe if it was Ben Godfrey, I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> Um, I just, wouldn't. Just, my God. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? I, I feel as if this is a little bit of a lingering issue for the in Recent weeks, he hasn't been good. Uh, I thought he was okay against Bernie, provided the assist, of course. But there's, there's a petulance that a lot of people like to associate with him from outside the club. There's a stereotype people like to pedal. Uh, you see it every week. He's on the floor again. All that stuff. So, some, some of it is true, some of it, a lot of it is not but the minute you start getting that reputation every single time you hit the deck people are going to say you're diving, that, that's just the way it works I, I hate the fact, that, well one of the things I love about him I should say, is that he defies those stereotypes people accuse foreign players, South American players of we saw that ridiculous statement from Gabi Agbon Lahore about James Rodriguez purely lazy stereotyping a, a particular type of player uh, that he has preconceived in his head. I think a lot of people do that with Richarlison. Um, so sort I of think that he spits the dummy out really quickly. He, like you said, I think the right term to put it is he does play on the edge. I think he, he tries to win free kicks. Yes, he throws himself on the floor much more than I'd like him to at times. But if you take that away, you take away other elements of what he brings to this side. And that is a, a, a limitless tenacity most of the time. And that is winning the ball back at all costs. He's got those terrific numbers when you look at him winning the ball back, much better than any forward player you can think of in world football. That's what he does, that's his game. I feel as if this has infiltrated his attacking influence on games as well. Uh, His decision making has been really poor in the last couple of weeks, I think. Uh, He hasn't looked for an easy pass when there's one on and he's tried to take on too much. Um, So much so, I think you can see a cloud in his own judgment at times. I think when he gets himself. Worked into a cul-de-sac, and we've seen it, seen it plenty against Chelsea. I thought, and normally he's so clever in those positions because he will either win the free kick or he'll get the ball out of a corner and never been trying to attack by the different means. But uh, yeah, there's something amiss with him recently, and I know there would have been a frustration before the suspension anyway because he hadn't. what he scored? He's scored one so far this season, and it was a pen. Yeah, um, Palace. Yeah, and and I, I can understand him not having. Like you say, when he approaches Sigurdsson, he wants a goal, he's desperate for a goal. Don't fault that. There's a way and a means of going about it. And it's not when you're approaching the captain of the club, no less, who's already slotted one away and Everton only 1 0 up. It's, it's a recipe for disaster. We saw it infamously when Morales did it with Baines against West Brom a few years ago. It never, ever works. And, you know, I, I think just as a aside, no massive props to Gilfie for sitting that pen away initially. Um, because the, it, it was so nonchalant the way he does it. I mean, to have that bottle, given that, well, you've obviously got Richarlison internally baying to get that penalty. Um, I thought there was a lot of pressure on Sigurdsson. He handled it really well, but I've got no, no time for that at all. And to be fair, I think if it was many other players in the team, they would have been hooked rather than Carlo Ancelotti having a set two with them for five minutes and effectively saying, pack that in or you'll come off. He shouldn't have been given the opportunity to, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: just before you give your thoughts, it, Paddy, um Dave mentioned there about Sigurdsson keeping his cool thoughts, Alan did really well as well, sort of getting in the way of him. And I suppose it would have been easy for him to back up his international teammate, you know, his compatriot and, you know, somebody he clearly knows a bit better. But he dealt with the situation very, very quickly and probably stopped it from getting a lot worse.
1: Yeah, that that's where you need strong characters. Um Alan Fell into that category on Saturday. You'd say Gilfie fell into that category in what he did after the confrontation in putting the ball in the first confrontation, in putting the ball into the net from the, from the penalty. Um, yeah, kind of kudos to both of those for, for the way they responded in, in the face of, let's not say adversity, but difficult circumstances. The only reason this wasn't a really big issue is because Everton scored the penalty and went on to win the game. If that confrontation had led to Sigurdsson missing, and Everton either drawing or losing, and prolonging that run without a win, then I think the reaction would have been pretty volatile, truth be told. And that that, that is even accounting for the fact that Richarlison's probably one of the few players that comes out of all of this um, season so far with, with some credit. He's, he's obviously a really popular player. I think the issue is that he is still a hothead and that's important to his game. He does need to be the the guy that, as you both said, lives on the edge. I think he also needs to be the guy that scores goals. By the way, he's a goal scorer first and foremost in his own head. And it's important, it's incredibly important to him that he scores in, in, in just about every game he plays. He is well aware of the fact that last season Carlo Ancelotti was talking more and saying he should be scoring 20, 30 a season. At this stage in the season, what well, Everton have played about around is a fifteen games in all competitions. He has played them all through suspension and being rested and stuff, but he scored one goal and that, that was a penalty. So he knows, and I think you see it in his play, by the way, he knows that he's not scoring enough. And his finishing, which is usually really good, really, really crisp and smart, his finishing. I think he's snatching the chances at the moment. You look at the one where he went through early on, really poor-tame shot, created the keeper. There was another one that I think he should do better with and probably scores if he's in last season's form. And that affects his game. It affects his game too much, not scoring goals. And he becomes a bit one-sided and only has eyes for the goal. Now, I suppose he'd turn around and say, well, how many goals have I set up for Calvert-Lewin just by running down that left flank and crossing the ball? across the six-yard box for for Calvert-Lewin to score. And he'd have a point. But where it can't impact on things is when it comes to the overall team and what happens on the pitch. And I think he he just threatened there to undermine Everton and could have undermined Everton. So um, that's one to watch. I I just think the sooner he gets a goal, the quicker he settles down a bit and the quicker this becomes, less about to get this monkey off my back and more about right and being to help the team now, because we know that he can sacrifice, and he can he can sacrifice as well as anyone. Dave talked about his, his stats out of possession there. In many ways, statistically, is the best forward in the league for doing those kinds of things. The amount of times he's looked for Calvert-Lewin in the six-yard box to to pass to him and, and set him up, I think has been admirable for somebody that likes scoring goals so much. Um, but he needs to rein it in now. He needs to he needs to get that monkey off his back, like I said, and he needs to think about the team and not himself. Um, because yeah, we we could have had a situation, really, couldn't we? We could have had a situation that spiraled out of control, and that kind of I think became quite could have become quite a divisive topic for the fan base. Thankfully, it's not. Thankfully, it's not. And I think he's going to draw a line and do it now. This is where Ancelotti comes into his own as the man manager, the guy that coaxes every last ounce out of his players and the, the talented players in particular. He needs to be the one that turns around now to Richards and says, enough's enough there. We got away with it on that occasion, but that's the warning sign for you and the team.
0: Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, it only takes 15 pounds of pressure to break a window. Something you probably do know, your neighbour practices chipping in the backyard. Something you probably don't know, a golf ball through your window would also take out your TV. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.